Hey everybody, welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk, uh, Matt Acorn with Jordan Fiegel. Uh, Get the energy, get the energy up today, Matt. Yeah, I'm, I'm hungover. Uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a great, great weekend, you guys listen to this on Monday, we're recording this uh, on a Sunday. Uh, Halloween, baby. Sunday morning, yeah, actually Halloween day. Jordan looks like he just got absolutely decimated, like a fight with a gorilla or a bear or something. He's really scared, but he's got all these bandages and like fake blood all over his face really spooked me yeah it. that's right you you tested me you 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 said I, my my costumes are not great and i said okay. I, I won't stand for this thank you have you okay so i i can obviously just be well right now i'm just generic kind of guy with a yep, fucked up it. face sure. but have you seen the, the reason this is on have you seen or heard of the movie pig no it's nicholas cage yeah pig it just came out like this year it's nicholas cage and he loses his truffle pig Someone kidnaps his truffle pig and he's like the guy who lives in the woods and he gets the shit kicked out of him. And then he just goes and searches for this truffle pig. That sounds messed up, man. And Annie and Annie was the truffle pig. Nice. So I was, yeah, I I searched for Annie. We went and did a photo shoot in the woods. You'll see those. uh, (laughs) Photo shoot. I can't wait to see those turned out, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Halloween. I'm glad you, uh, you know, Jordan and I, we had very different experiences, Jordan and I. Uh, I I watch people get pepper sprayed on the street and he was having a dance inside of an old barn. So uh, it was quite the. uh, Never know what to get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's really Halloween. It's, uh, you know, somewhere between barn dances and people getting maced. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, But everyone, thanks so much for, for. taking the time to listen to another episode of big dog ball talk follow us on all the social media at big dog ball talk and uh, download the download the podcasts and uh you know share it to your friends always helps us uh you know as we continue to grow this uh this brand this channel uh and to start it off uh you know we always whenever we can be a homer we're gonna be a homer uh yeah and, uh, toronto raptors three in a row baby the raptors yeah let's go the raptors are hot and Jordan, a huge reason. Scotty Barnes is looking like the rookie of the year right now, uh, which, you know, I said that as kind of, you know, a little underdog pick just because I was impressed with what I saw in the, the preseason. Yeah. Man, that kid can play. And, uh, you know, we, we the Raptors might have something special right there. Yeah, the last two games they won against the uh, the Magic and the Pacers, he uh, had 21 points in each. He was like, that, that was a team high. Like, he's leading the, the, the team in scoring here and uh, leading them to wins. And uh, I'm sure many people would have seen uh, the, the clip floating around now where he takes three dribbles uh, from one length of the court to the other and, and jammed it. I, I think that was the Pacers game. It might have yeah. been the Magic game. but um, uh, And it was like people put it side by side to, with what Giannis uh, does on a night-to-night basis. Yep. And it's uh, actually a good comparison. Um, obviously, like you don't want to you know get too ahead of yourself with comparisons like that too early on in someone's career. But the way he moves and his body type is really, uh, you know, reminiscent of, of Giannis's game. And I think that's why Masai liked him so much uh, and, and kind of took this kind of gamble on him, uh, taking him with the, the fourth overall pick uh, because he's a guy who's got insane length and athleticism who likes to play defense, but has the, th- the thing that I'm most impressed with is his vision, like yeah, uh, his, yeah. his court vision, his ability to pass the ball, which uh, at this stage in his career is even ahead of where Giannis was. It took Giannis a while to, to get there, but he's throwing like no look passes. He's really got good court vision for a guy his size. And, uh, and uh, it, it, he's only, you know, he's only 21 or whatever it is or 20. Yeah, yeah. He's a young kid. So, I mean, see someone has a lot of maturity in their game early. I mean, it's, uh, 
it's a good sign. Cause, you know, even when your shot's not falling, you can create for others. That's massive. And the Raptors really need that. Yeah, big time. And the the thing that's most impressive is he's hitting shots. He's hitting some. He's yeah. hitting threes every now and then. He's he's going uh, and pulling up for mid range shots, like really shots that you would think, you know, especially with his draft profile as a guy who doesn't have the strongest jump shot, you'd say, you know, don't take that shot, please. But he's taking it with confidence and and making it at a pretty good clip. Like, yeah, there's really like honestly nothing to be disappointed about with him so far. He's exceeding yeah. expectations. He's helping the Raptors win. And uh, he's looking like one of the uh, the best players in this already uh, strong looking draft class. Well, and it's funny, too, because, you know, we were talking about uh, one of the Raptors biggest issues, uh, you know, this season uh, after those first couple games was there was no clear number one score. Didn't look yeah. like OG wanted that role. Didn't look like Fred wanted that role or, you know, in both those cases uh, at times didn't look like they could handle that kind of a role. Yeah. Uh, and without even, you know, having to change the game plan up too much or do anything like special for it, Scotty Barnes just kind of said, screw it and I'll take the reins. Yep. Uh, so I'm really excited to see how him and Pascal are going to kind of mesh uh, as like a one-two punch. Uh, because if they can kind of get that together, like the, the team as a whole has been playing really good defense uh, mm-hmm. as well. So I, I think that they're only going to get better. So if they can keep, you know, fighting and competing and stay around the sky. Cause I thought they may be around 40, 40, uh, 40 to 42 wins this year. But I mean, yep. uh, if they can get to a 500, I mean, that uh, or maintain that pace, like the, the sky's the limit for a young team. That's uh, you know, it's an exciting team to watch. Like, I mean, compared to last season, this team yeah. is on a whole other level already. Uh, and I think uh, again, playing back home in Toronto is a, a big part of that too. But uh, you know, we're talking about uh, one rookie. We should talk about another one that's been playing huge minutes since Goran Dragic has been absolutely god awful. Uh, yeah, it's just tanked his entire trade value. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, Delano Banton has been amazing. Uh, uh, you know, his his length has been great. I mean, he's still you know he could work on his shooting for sure from yeah. the outside, but he's crafty around the rim. He's been playmaking really well, and again, the length has been huge for us on defense. So I, I've been the, the the future looks bright right now in Toronto. Yeah, big time. Like the the only thing I want I would want to see uh, Banton do is obviously you know develop all of his skills uh, year to year um, and just slowly get better. But like I think he needs to fill out a little bit, get yeah. some more muscle on him because he though he is long, he is one of those kind of guys you look at and think yeah he's maybe a little bit too skinny to you know deal with some of the more physically imposing guys. But I've been just as impressed with what I've seen from him. You know he he's not uh, you know as high of a draft pick obviously as Scotty Barnes, but a guy who, you know, uh, when, when he was taken that late, he was late first round, right? He wasn't second round. He was like, 40. he was, uh, yeah, he was late second, like 45th. Oh, late, oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. That, sorry. That's right. Yeah. Late second. So yeah, it's, it's another kind of, you know, the Raptors have shown they can find these gems in the second round, uh, yeah. you know, guys who they see have potential and sort of fit as Raptors players. And uh, it, it's really interesting that they went with two guys who have this length, but have the ability to, you know, uh, handle the ball and, push the ball up the court and find shooters and find open guys. Like I think the Raptors are really kind of signaling that that's where they think the game is going like to these really long athletic guys who can play both ends, who can pass and dribble basically um, you know, he, he's a, not quite at that level of comparison as Scotty Barnes, but similar to Giannis again, in that same way, just like length, athleticism, ability to play both ends and uh that's uh, you know he, he's being he's been so impressive uh, and getting way more minutes than I thought he would and yeah. and you're right about Dragic like it's two straight uh, DNPs for him now I think um, if not three uh, and you know I, I think maybe we're seeing 
you know, the, the tension there where, you know, I, I know we kind of walked it back, but when he was initially traded to the Raptors, he was like, you know, I don't actually want to play uh, for them. And so I, I think he's probably at this point just holding out until he can maybe be moved. Um, but, you know, w- without Lowry, we, we need as many ball handlers, ball handlers, playmakers uh, as we can get. And uh, Banton's been incredible at doing that. He's been so, so good. Yeah. And again, with uh, with Banton, that's a strength. Uh, I'm excited to see you know, uh, another guy like uh, Yuta Watanabe come back. Uh, yeah, yeah. More length as well. Uh, you know, he, he's sneaky tall. I think he's like six, nine. So. Uh, yeah, you know, he's on the court. I don't think he looks that tall, but yeah, he, he's a big boy. Uh, and again, good shooter as well. Uh, cause you know, Svi Mihailik is not, uh, shooting the ball well at all. He's, he's pretty much playing his way out of the rotation as well. So, uh, you know, it's well, he's nice. had some good moments. He's, he's, he's been sure. okay. Like he, I think nurse likes the energy he brings, but yeah, he's not, not shooting. He's not, yeah. He's well. not going to be someone that we're going to be riding down the stretch of a game by any means. He, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's interesting uh, to look at the Raptors because again, like uh, it looked it looked like this was going to be a, another ugly season, but they've really been able to pull it together. Uh, so I'm I'm very happy with the team's resiliency. Credit to uh, Nick Nurse uh, for being able to put this together. Uh, and I think we've talked to this uh, once before as well. One of the only things that I would like to see possibly worked in, and again, it's kind of tough right now, uh, depending on how you'd want to do it. But you know, maybe get Malachi Flynn some more minutes there, Nursey. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Um, it's, it's strange. He's just kind of in the doghouse. Like, yeah. whenever Nurse is asked what he just, like, you know, is like, ah, no, don't, we don't need to talk about it. Like, talk about, you know, Delon. And I get why he says that as well, because, like, yes, he's still turning into a positive. But, like, he was uh, – I, I, maybe I'm, I'm pretty sure – was Malachi not the first-round pick they had? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was. Pick. Yeah, because yeah, then um, what's-his-face was the second. Um, yeah, so I, I don't I, – I, yeah, the, the 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 asterisk pick now that he's been yeah yeah. Um, yeah he uh, yeah so i just don't know what the and point. he played well like like yeah when Malcolm flynn's got it on the floor with the raptors he's played well and even i i think uh in summer league uh th- this year he pl- played a little bit and like he he's been he's performed really well it's very confusing as to why um yeah he's, he's not playing more i'm not sure what's going on there yeah like, uh, i i guess maybe they're like i think Maybe if I can try and justify it, they're trying to put Barnes uh, in that sort of lead ball handler role as much as possible to see if he can handle it. But mm-hmm. um, like the, the Raptors are, are winning a decent amount of games. I, I, I think they could afford to throw him in there and see how he does. Cause he really fits with the timeline of these uh, young guys around him. And I think, uh, you know, when he was drafted, it was supposed to be, he was the one going to take the torch once Van Vliet was, you know, ready to move on or was up there in age, couldn't perform. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very weird. But again, it's it's also good at least even without you know uh, the rotation you know being what it is, it looks like the Raptors have a bit of a, a half court uh, half court game finally. They can actually run play. Yeah. They aren't just going to be uh, running fun all year. Uh, yeah. As I said, running fun did not look fun at all uh, those first couple games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I, I'm very happy with the Raptors right now, uh, and I think that you know three games uh, in a row. Let's, uh, let's see how far uh, we can see the Raptors go here. Cause uh, I mean, they they're getting hot at the right time. Uh, so I, I, I have all the, the belief in them right now to, you know, put something together and uh, go on a bit of a run here. Cause. And you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm looking at the schedule that they, they've got a couple two, they've got two real tests coming up uh, with uh, East leaders uh, with the Knicks on uh, the Knicks today, when you'll be listening yep. to this, uh, the Knicks, the Monday, Monday night. Uh, and then on the Wednesday, uh, they're facing the wizards again which would be yeah. nice to see, you know, how they've kind of developed and meshed a little bit because they, 
they got uh, they kind of got their asses handed the last time they met with the Wizards uh, that season opener. So and the Wizards again, we they've been looking good. Um, and, and you know, part of this again, like the Raptors, you know, they don't have that superstar. Even though you know Giannis, uh, Giannis, uh, Masai really wanted Giannis, so he got Scotty Barnes. You know, he's kind of build the guy that you yeah. want. Uh, but not every you know team they have these superstars they're paying this crazy amount of money to and uh some of these guys have been you know outwardly spoken that it's the rule change about yeah. the uh, forward progression and you know that's what we're going to talk about now Flegel. uh i believe it was it was trey young it was like oh it's making this really hard for all of us superstars. <laughs> and it's like well that's yeah. not like that's okay then i guess you're not much of a star then yeah like that's my kind of argument like you if you if you're one of the best players in the league, like you should be able to do it regardless. It's not like where they, they changed something completely drastic. I mean, for them, I guess it is like, I mean, uh, like some of the guys in particular, I mean, like Trey Young is like having, I think four less free throws attempted per game right now. Uh, Devin yeah. Booker is uh, averaging, I think the three or four less points than he did last season on like a almost 10% worth shooting percentage from the field. Uh, James yeah. Harden, obviously uh, six point drop off from last season, which was already a lower one at 24 points per game. Joel Embiid goes from an MVP candidate draw to a seven point drop in his game. Uh, so You're MVP know, pick, people, baby. How, how are you feeling? I mean, some people are saying 90s basketball is back. <laughs> well, and Damian Lillard too, is another guy who's kind of yep. been struggling scoring wise uh, to start the year. I picked him to win the scoring title and that's not, uh, not looking and I, good. And I took Booker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you took Embiid. And Embiid for uh, for MVP. And, uh, for MVP yeah. I'm like I'm liking my Kevin Durant oh, MVP yeah. pick so far. He's yeah. I think he's living up to it. Um, for sure. And, you know, uh, although the Nets have been disappointing overall, but yeah, it's uh, it's funny to see the two different sides because there's so many people coming out in support of the rules. Like uh, Steve Kerr had a big uh, sort of you know couple minute long answer uh, on it when he was asked about it after a game and just saying the game's just much more watchable and more fun yeah, to watch yeah. um, and more uh, pure. I think pure is a word he used uh, like kind of a, a throwback to yes, uh, maybe a little bit of nineties ball, but like uh, it just kind of, I think helps the flow of the game. Um, yes. And you know, Doesn't slow it down. Not, exactly. Like nineties basketball was kind of like brutish and uh, oftentimes like very physical. Yeah. And uh, now like with, without these, kind of silly fouls and, and fouls that most people, when, when we watch, you know, it's not really what we call a basketball play when you jump sideways or stop abruptly or, yeah. um, you know, try and kick your legs out. And they've been slowly trying to deal with that. And now you see like this mass massive, like talent that we have in the league now being able to just play and like yeah. see through a game without these stupid calls. So I'm firmly on the side of uh, the people who are really enjoying this. I think you do notice a difference in the product. Um, but yeah, when you have guys like, like, uh, James Harden and, and Lillard and all the guys you mentioned, like I, and, and like, especially a guy like Trey young, like I'm yeah. like, go cry to someone else. And yeah. like, I, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like if you like, that's one of the reasons Trey young was not thought of, uh, by people like you and me and many people as someone who could be a real superstar in the league, because, yeah. um, he doesn't really have the frame, uh, that you normally see like, you know, super superstar players, um, playing at, and that's not his fault, but he kind of had to get crafty these past few seasons and draw as many fouls as he could and, yeah. um, you know, get guys on their feet uh, and, you know, get in there and, and look for contact. But, you know, those, those, those plays where he does jump sideways, like he should never have been getting uh, re rewarded for those, those types of things. And so uh, like, I, I just think these guys need to find, use their craftiness to, 
like adjust to the rules and yeah. and you yeah. know, become great scorers again because they have it in them. But like, I, I just don't like the the attitude of you know whining about it and, and saying oh it's hard now. Like the, the fouls you were drawing were yeah. crap beforehand. Like you know use use your craftiness and your smarts and your scoring yeah. ability, which we all know you have, to adjust here. Um, because yeah, we were we were all sick of it. We were all sick of seeing the the, the dumb fouls. It, well, it was annoying as so. hell. It's not like these are like you know career changers because it like it's not like the entire it's uh, it's not like some epidemic on the league where nobody can average 20 points now there's tons yeah, of no. that are over averaging over, well over 25 points and are excelling at this because they yeah. didn't need that in like the first case it kind of just shows me that they don't have a lot in their bag anymore and you know yeah. they don't have those fouls to lean on uh and i mean uh we're, we're I, I was going to talk about something else but i want to get on my rant horse here real oh, quick rant, but, what the hell like the NBA, I, I, it's always rumored that they, you know, they tell the refs, okay, make calls for this guy and all that, you know, superstar favoritism bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's just such a coincidence that they start talking about how James Harden's the poster boy for not getting calls anymore. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Next game, nineteen free throws. Like, oh yeah, and then finally, yeah, you finally get your twenty-nine points, Harden. Good job. Jordan doesn't have to do a weird seal scream on uh, the camera this time. I'm not gonna scream. I'm not gonna scream. Yeah, but what, like that's that's such bullshit. He had more free throws than almost the entire Pacers team in that game, uh, yeah. and then they barely beat them. Torrey Craig almost beat beat the Nets. I, I I I'm at a loss with James Harden, man. I'm so sick of this guy. I don't. I never liked him in Houston either, because again, because of the way he plays. Uh, and again, I I hope he doesn't get any more calls. I hope nobody's giving this guy sympathy. Uh, and I hope that uh, you know he he figures out how to actually play basketball. I, I really do. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. hopefully they, they, again, it, these are all these guys that we're mentioning are the most like exciting players to watch a lot of the time. Uh, but again, they can, they, they, it's not like there's not ways you can draw fouls while doing jump shots. I mean, uh, again, uh, we'll talk about them in a, a little bit here, but I mean, DeMar DeRozan has been doing this for years. You know, yeah. you get the pump fake, you wait for them and then you just got to go up. You don't have to jump into them. If you go up straight and they come down into you, you're fine. It's not yeah. like you're doing the Reggie Miller leg kick. Like you just have to, you know, hold your ground, show you're in a fundamental shooting stance, and they'll fall right into you. It's not that hard to do. Like I, yeah, I feel like yeah. there's that's like, that's a good point. Like there's, once you already have the guy jumping in the air, why do you have to jump forward into him? He's already jumping towards you. Yeah, like there's always been a there's always been classy and like respectable ways to draw fouls. Like yeah. Dwayne Wade also used to do it all the time. He made a career off like pump faking uh, from the mid range. You know, yeah. he, he was one of the most crafty players we've ever seen, and like DeMar DeRozan, yeah, going straight up into someone who jumped. Uh, no one's like throwing their hands up, really mad at something like that. Like that's yeah. a smart basketball play and you can do it. And yeah, like DeMar DeRozan uh, is still doing that this season because he's always got the respect of the officials because he knows how to do it. Like he's not afraid of the contact. Uh, you know, when he gets in that mid range, he, he normally has someone like right on him and uh, he's worked on his game enough to be able to kind of like Kobe used to do. Uh, you get off, you know, tough kind of fall away mid-range shots with like no space at all, like guys' fingertips yeah. almost touching the ball. And then you got guys jumping that way and then you can you know, go right up into them. Uh, you don't you don't have to do uh, like Trey Young has been the most annoying uh, as much as like we've talked about how much I respect him uh, so much more after last year's uh, playoff run. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't yeah. think he had that that sort of heart. And I I really like him as a player now. Uh, but before that, I found him very, very annoying, uh, the yeah, way he would, yeah. you know, play, uh, kind of search out contact in, in the most kind of, I don't know, just dumbest ways, like the, the soft. sideways jump, the side. Soft. Yeah. So in soft is, is a good word for it too. Like the sideways jump and the 
stopping quickly to let a guy fall into you and then like hurling your body forward. Yeah. Like yeah. the floppers are annoying too. And this is, uh, I'll even include Chris Paul in there because yeah, I know he's sure. probably the most annoying guy, even though he's been my favorite player forever. Uh, well, who, just who was it recently? He oh. just, uh, he pretended to get pushed. The guy didn't even have his arm out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah, I remember I, what game it was. That was like the, this past week. That was bad. That was an all-time bad one for uh, for Chris Paul. That was Cliff Paul, man. Yeah, yeah Cliff. Yeah, no, but like it, it's been going on forever. And I'm just, I, I, I am happy to see the, the league sort of, I, I, I think it's, I think it was pressure from like fans, like yeah. people on Twitter and like uh, saying, you know, we, we, we don't want this. Uh, it's annoying. Uh, stop kind of babying yeah. these guys with calls. And yeah, it's, it's Trey Young and it's, it's been James Harden a lot too. Like he, he's yeah. such a, he was such a polarized, polarizing guy in Houston. Like so many, some people liked and respected uh, the way he did things, but objectively he was one of the most boring superstars to watch because uh, half or more than half of his points uh, for most of those years came yeah. from like free throws and the game yeah. just slows right down. It's him kind of like driving and then like sweeping his arms through to, to get contact. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, he was the best at it, but now it's, it's time for him to adjust. And, uh, and I do agree. He was kind of babied by the refs in that, that um, the, the Pacers game when he got yeah. 19, that was ridiculous. But, but I also think uh, as he often does is kind of slowly playing his way back into shape. He had a few yeah, threes sure. in that game. And I, I, I like what I'm seeing from him at least uh, in terms of his like trajectory of, you know, scoring and play. So yeah, we'll see, but yeah, I, these guys whining about it i'm i'm sick of it I, well and, and, and i mean i think for trey young this might be one of the more disadvantages that he has you know talking about he is not that superstar frame but the, yeah, the rest of these yeah. guys are talking about they're more than equipped to go take it to the rim you can jump yeah. at somebody when you're taking it to the rim that's totally fine and then you can get the foul call just as easy but these guys just you know they're so, as i said they're soft they don't want to actually go and take the bump uh yeah. you know what like they should just get rid of the three-point line. Everyone's forced to uh, do. Uh, you have to. You have to go back and get a real grown man. Uh, the yeah. old-fashioned uh, three-pointer. Get the get the hoop and the harm. Yeah, uh, and also yeah. one thing. One thing I just want to say quickly yeah. is like when you mentioned Embiid. We normally we're, like we're we're talking a lot about perimeter players uh, yeah. here because that's mostly the culprit. Uh, you know, and the 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 people the refs are looking at for these rule changes. But I'm sick of big guys like Embiid and their coaches like talking about how oh it's like it's so hard big men aren't officiated the same you know they get bumped and bruised down there all the time and i'm like it's 2021 half the guys joel Embiid is going up against are like six yeah. seven skinny yeah. as hell fucking new age centers like this is not the 90s uh when every other night he would have to go up against another tower like guys who would you know physically punish him yeah. and who were similar sizes so big Charles, guys Charles Oakley would have made him retire Oh my God. He would have like and <laughs> guys used to punch, punch guys in the nuts. There would be no call. Like they're, they yeah. put, put guys in headlocks. It was, it was ridiculous. So I'm I, any big guy uh, today, any center uh, like Embiid, who's yeah. probably the most physically dominating center in the league right now. Uh, I have no sympathy for you because yeah. you, you, there's no excuse for you not to dominate every other night. You're going up against guys that you have, you know, three, four inches on. So, yeah. yeah. So fuck off with that. Yeah, we went from uh, full-on fist fights with like the bad boy uh, Pistons, yeah. with him and Cat, yeah, like wrestling, like they're like two cousins or something. Like I don't, <laughs> that was yeah. like, the weirdest. And people were like, "Oh my god, what a fight! This is crazy!" And I was like, the best part of that was Ben Simmons putting him in a in a chokehold. That was yeah. 
That was the, a highlight. Looking like he was put, the, put his lights out. Looked like he yeah. was a Glover Texera. Uh, shout out to Glover, new UFC yeah, like yeah. heavyweight <laughs> champion for anyone who likes uh, likes MMA. Uh, oh, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe who knows? Maybe uh, you know we're not to Galaxy Brain enough for uh, all these uh, these free throw sympathizers. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely happy that we're getting a little bit more. Uh, we're getting the man's game. We're getting the man's game, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back to it. We don't yep. shave here. We we don't shave. We uh, oh, you know, we, we get a cut. We, you know, meat curtain. only. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, well, we, uh, I'm glad that we were able to kind of talk about that a little bit because I think that is one of the most pressing topics uh, going on right now, at least in the NBA world. Uh, yeah. But uh, another topic that you know always comes up every year, especially, and this can happen with teammates that have been playing together for a while. This can also happen, uh, you know, mostly though when it's uh, newly formed relationships on a team. Uh, when you're trying to kind of get like a superstar tandem or just, you know, build up to the team. Uh, so we're kind of doing a new segment here. It's called Who's the Big Dog? <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's more like a monkey, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not bad. Not bad. Uh, again, everyone, my head's 99% in the, in the gutter right now. But I'm playing through the pain like a man would. Uh, but yeah, it, it, there's a lot of, uh, you know, power dynamics, power struggles going on in the league right now. Uh, so me and Jordan are just going to go through the list of a couple, uh, teams that have, uh, two big dogs, but, uh, see who's the alpha male. Uh, yeah. so in this case, uh, we're going to start it off. Uh, I had mentioned his name before, so we'll get to that one first. Uh, DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine, uh, the Chicago Bulls are up to a hot five and one start, uh, as of recording this. And uh, it's, it kind of seems like DeRozan is kind of leading the charge on offense a lot of times. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like that, I think you see that sometimes you have a young guy uh, who's, you know, shows that they have a really important and good skill. Normally that's scoring. And that's the case of Zach Levine, like one of the most talented guys we've seen, but really has no idea what it's like to be on a winning team or part of a winning culture. Um, And that's not all his fault. He's been with pretty uh, down in the dumps franchises, whether it's Minnesota or, you know, Chicago now kind of at their low point these, these past few years. But yeah. uh, you, you see it, uh, and this is something you, you see sometimes when, you know, you, you got a, a young scorer and they, they bring in someone else who has more experience, to, who's maybe a bit older and, uh, who, you know, who isn't the scorer he once was, but a, a guy who has way more experience and kind of knows where to be and, and knows how to win. And, and that's what you're seeing. Like, um, here it was uh, yesterday, the, the Bulls beat the Jazz, which was a really uh, impressive yeah. victory. Um, handing the Jazz their their first loss of the season, and you know the Bulls, we we the sort of consensus on them was at best they'd be able to pack in the East. Like no one was really taking them that seriously. Um, and we thought maybe they they beat the teams they were supposed to, but struggle against teams like Utah. But uh, they won, and um, you know Zach Levine uh, had twenty six, but DeRozan had thirty two, and yeah. hit some big shots down the stretch. Levine, I think, hit. Um, you know, what, what was pretty much the dagger there at the end, uh, towards the end, um, or big, big shots down the stretch of this game as well. But, um, you know, it, it just, it, it, and not enough can be said, uh, for what, like a guy like DeRozan does in terms of taking a pressure off someone like Levine, because, yeah. you know, on a bad Bulls team, Levine has the whole scoring load to deal with, but now he can kind of pick his spots and if he's having an off night, he's having an off night, you know, DeRozan can pick up the slack and yep. the Bulls have really been going to DeRozan late in games like that, that close game they lost against the uh, Knicks uh, a few nights ago. Uh, it was DeRozan that, that got the ball to, to take the final shot. And, yep. uh, you know, he pump faked. I think if he hadn't hesitated and just ro- rose up cleanly, he might've got it, got that shot to go in, but uh, he's kind of pump fake. Yeah. He'd be pump faked. Yeah. And then, and then air balled. So, 
Um, but you know, in terms of, yeah, big, who's, who's the big dog there. I think you got to give it to DeRosa, even though at this point, you know, Levine's obviously the more talented guy, but, uh, you know, that, that's the dynamic. I think DeRozan's really, really, yeah. uh, helping this team has kind of been the X, X factor in my opinion. It's gotta be because he's back in the East. He's back, yeah. he's back to his, uh, Raptors, uh, Raptors pack. He's been, uh, yeah, he's balling out just like that, uh, like he used to, uh, on the wraps, but, uh, and again, happy for DeRozan. Um, but yeah, you look at the numbers, I mean, eerily similar like uh, and really efficient both of them uh i mean yeah. obviously uh levine uh, you know he shoots uh the three-point shot a lot more and definitely better than DeRozan does but i've seen DeRozan yeah. like, he's been trying to you know take a couple more only shooting 30 percent from behind the, the the stripe there so uh yeah. i mean you know behind the arc pardon me uh so yeah it's not really his game but when you look at the stats i mean uh DeRozan's got 23 points per game to levine's 25 uh DeRozan's got four assists uh well I mean they both have four assists technically one has 4.3 one has 4.5 uh and then DeRozan's got five and a half rebounds and uh Levine's got five so they're very very on pace like very on par with each other I think that like surprisingly because I didn't think that this would be you know such a successful tandem but I mean these two have looked awesome so far together and uh I'm really excited to see where the Bulls go with this uh with this new look team because uh, so far, yeah. you know, I, I mean, they're moving their way into that contender status if they can keep uh, keep up this play. Yeah, big time. And like, I, I think uh, there were people, uh, including us a little bit, like we, everyone's worried about their defense and that's still their biggest uh, concern because they have really good offensive players. Uh, you know, their three best offensive players, Levine, DeRozan and Vucevic uh, yeah. are really bad uh, compared to other players, you know, of that caliber on defense. Um, and you know, we, that, that was the biggest worry is you want those guys out there on the floor, but how are they going to contain like the other really talented scorers they're going to be going up against. But I think, you know, in today's day and age, you you can outscore a lot of people and win a lot of games. Like, I I really think, you know, as long as you're locked in and you're trying, you don't have to be the most talented defensive team. Um, as you know, it might've been a problem 10 years ago. Like I, I think defense has slowly become you know, as long as you have the offense to balance it out, it'll slowly become less of an important uh, piece to have. It still is what's going to put teams over the top. I feel like um, yeah, that's why yeah. you, you see teams like the Bucks and, you know, the Suns who had an incredible defense last year, get to the finals, but, um, and you know, that that's not the bull's ceiling, uh, you know, if we're being honest, we're, yeah. we're not talking about them, you know, as uh, true finals contenders, at least not yet, you know, we'll see how their regular season plays out, but, I think these guys are going to do better than most people thought um, just because I really like how this team fits together yeah. offensively. Like yeah. Rosen, like we're talking about as that kind of lead dog, that guy with the experience, that guy who can go get you a bucket in a close game. He's the um, old and dog. Yeah. He's the, yeah, he's the old alpha. Um, and, you know, Levine as uh, the, the guy who's probably going to, you know, up his scoring a little bit and lead this team in scoring. So, so talented, so athletic and, Vucevic who's kind of like that uh, release valve there who can play out of the high post and uh, can, you know, dominate the the smaller centers who's, yep. you know, he's been a really solid scorer and one of the most talented big men we've seen. He's just been stuck down there in Orlando yeah. most yeah. of his career. Um, and then Lonzo Ball has been in, incredibly important to this team, like a guy yep. who can push it and works really well with the, uh, you know, Levine and DeRozan and, um, you know, can it, continuing to be sort of prove himself as a good shooter. Yeah. Um, like he's, um, where's his, uh, three point percentage here? Like Lonzo balls at just under 36%, which is, you know, good enough. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, he, better than he, what he was shooting. Well, exactly. Yeah. And you, he had so many concerns about his shots specifically coming into the league, but if mm-hmm. he's going to, you know, shoot it at that clip, then, uh, you know, by all means, he should be letting it fly. And he got guys like Caruso 
Um, you know, the, the Pat, Patrick Williams injury news uh, is yeah, really not good for the Bulls. That's a really, really big hit for them because he was one of the only guys who you said could go out there and defend some of the bigger wings uh, and, you know, do it reliably. Yeah. There's a, kind of a lot on his shoulders this year and they're really going to miss him. But, you know, they're, they're playing well. If they can beat teams like the Jazz, uh, yeah. then, you know, we'll see how high they can climb in the standings here. Well, there we go. We got a little bit of our Bulls talk in there. We got a little off topic, but we wanted to talk about the Bulls yeah. last podcast and they lost. <laughs> it's true. That's, so, yeah, I'm getting it out. Yeah. There we go. We got some of our Bulls takes out there. I'm glad to say it. But yeah, it looks like a uh, big dog consensus. Uh, we're giving the oh, big yeah. dog yeah. advantage to DeRozan here uh, over Levine. If yeah, not but, Caruso, if I don't know. It's, yeah, maybe, maybe. That's another debate we can have. Uh, yeah. Caruso, Caruso or Ball. Uh, <laughs> But as we move on, this is a guy, and this one I, I'm interested to get your take because I think that it's going to, I think it's actually going to start coming up a lot more like soon because, but I think that it's had the legs to, you know, be competitive. Uh, down in Charlotte, I've been pumping this guy's tires, been the off season. I was saying he's going to have a big year. And, uh, you know, here we are, Miles Bridges and LaMelo yeah. Ball. Uh, yeah. Right now, uh, Miles Bridges uh, averages eight more points per game, his 25 to LaMelo 17. Obviously, LaMelo's got the six assists per game uh, compared to Miles just under two. Uh, but then, you know, Miles Bridges throws in eight rebounds per game to LaMelo's five. Uh, so, you know, it's it's not as clear cut as, you know, when you say it on the surface, you'd be like, oh, well, it's LaMelo's team. It's LaMelo's team. And that's still true. Yeah. It is a team built around LaMelo for sure. But, I mean, Miles Bridges is kind of the number one guy out there, uh, in my opinion. You know, he's, he's playing hard defense. He's hitting his shots at a crazy efficient rate. Uh, yep. like whether it's from deep, uh, but is, he's a freak athlete. Uh, and I think, you know, part of that is because LaMelo compliments him so well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I think we are just seeing, you know, Miles Bridges take that next step. And I mean, averaging 25 points right now uh, is huge for him, uh, especially how his career has been going. Uh, you know, I think that right now he's at least, in my opinion, the, the clear cut, uh, clear cut uh, MIP candidate and plus possibly now inserting himself as uh, the big dog status uh, on his team. For sure. I think early on, you got to give, you know, so far in the season, you got to give it to, to Bridges as, as the big dog here, because like there was a play the other night in a game uh, like Lonzo Ball is such a, you know, insanely talented player, but he still shows how young he is sometimes. Like he pulled up for, did I say Lonzo again? <laughs> See, to be fair, we just talked about Lonzo. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. not, I don't want to hear it from anyone. <laughs> Lamelo, um, <laughs> Lamelo. uh, Still, yeah, what was I yeah. saying? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's one of the most talented guys, uh, you know, young guys we see in the league um, and, you know, such a fan favorite, but he still kind of shows how young he is sometimes that he kind of pulled up uh, in a game, uh, mm -hmm. a Charlotte game uh, recently uh, for kind of an ill-advised three. It was kind of on the break and Miles Bridges of all uh, people kind of threw up his hands in the air. Like, what are you doing, man? And yeah. like, I, I think that's kind of a dynamic that you don't see often. If you just look at, you know, the little ball highlights, uh, you know, he's going to, he's going to look incredible and, and he is incredible. And, you know, one of the most, uh, you know, guys that works the best on like something like TikTok Cause he, he, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, he has the most highlight worthy plays. Um, but you know, you don't always see that kind of uh, the growing pains, but they're there. And miles bridges uh, has really stepped up kind of as a leader on this team. And, and mm -hmm. so far this year, like, you never would have expected him, you know, through the first week to be averaging upwards of 25 points per game, shooting yeah. the ball really well. Like, like, like I said, in our preview pod about Charlotte, I said, you know, he's got to up his three point attempts because he's, you, you want to, you want him to space the, the floor, uh, especially with LaMelo. Yeah. Uh, and he, and he, he has uh, done that. And, and kind of like I predicted his three point percentage has gone down a little bit, but it's still pretty good. Like hovering, 
just uh, just above 36 percent uh, mm. but but that's up uh you know on uh, uh almost eight attempts attempts per game so yeah. like yeah. you know as you as you move up uh in you know volume uh in terms of your three-point shots that you you, you take your, your percentages are going to take a little bit of a hit but as long as he's up there over 35 percent that's you know pretty much you know above league average and and uh is is really good and uh he's kind of becoming uh especially you know as a younger guy playing with Lamelo, kind of like the basketball soulmate of Lamelo, like the perfect yeah. guy you could have with him he's super athletic loves to run the floor can you know is a high flyer but can shoot and has shown he can score in a variety of different ways and uh yeah i think you know it, it, it's funny to see uh even with gordon hayward playing every game this season miles bridges yeah. outscoring him and yeah. being a more important offensive player and that shows that shows you know uh his development and yeah i think it was a good take from you saying uh you know mip candidate i think he, he's leading the the chase right now and uh definitely the big dog on this team yeah most definitely i i i think you know Lamelo could probably snatch that mantle right back, but he's still uh, a little pup. He's, uh, he, he's, yeah. he's he doesn't have that mentality yet. He's getting True. he's getting there. He's he's kind of the flashy little pup who thinks he's the big dog. But yeah, uh, yeah. No, no, well, no, I mean, when your dad's Levar, I mean, it's genetics. I, yeah, I don't yeah. think he's ever gonna think he's not. Yeah, yeah. How, how did we? Yeah, if we're talking about the Charlottes. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's <laughs> Levar is the big dog, and then Michael Jordan's the little pup. Yeah, uh, Michael Jordan's the pup. Yeah, he's uh he, he's not even like he's like sitting in the corner like pissing himself, and the the yeah. Levar is <laughs> walking around. You know, he, he's ravaging through like villages and stuff. I'm imagining yeah. a wolf pack in like 15th century, you know, medieval England or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Levar, Levar's never Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Levar's a dire wolf. He's John Snow's guy. Shadow. There we go. Yeah. I think we had a Game of Thrones reference in another episode. Really getting this going. Yeah, no, let's go. Do a watch party. No, but th this is good because I've never seen a single episode of Game of Thrones, so I'm yeah. nodding away. I'm saying, yeah, so but... crazy. So crazy. You seen? Squid you've seen Game? it all though, right? No, no, I'm too scared to watch Squid Game. You guys are you're crazy right now. You're you're really crazy to me. I, those are like two amazing. Well, I mean, Game of Thrones kind of was crap, but I've seen it all, man. I've seen it all. We're getting into the uh, the X Files, Matt. You should give that a shot. Oh, I've seen that, man. Pretty pretty creepy. Scare me as a kid. Yeah. Uh, but something that scares me right now, Joel Embiid. I already talked about it. Uh, yeah. He is obviously again still clear cut, probably the number one team option, number one alpha. But yeah. you know, Tobias Harris, the gap because of his bad play has really closed, and Tobias Harris again is kind of taking over. And like when they're down and out, and Embiid's just struggling to even stay on the court, he's been yeah. keeping afloat. So it's kind of you know sometimes uh, sometimes Embiid's uh, he he plays to the detriment of the, of their team. Right now, there's only uh, about a one, just 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 less than two points uh, per game difference uh, to Tobias nineteen, Joel to twenty one. Uh, uh, Tobias but Tobias is averaging more rebounds than Joel freaking Embiid. How is that yeah. possible? And then the assists and rebounds are pretty well the same. Yeah, but uh, he's still averaging a little bit more per game. So that's yeah. really like a, a telling a telling stat there that you know yeah. he's essentially doing more for his team and he's getting paid less. And Joel Embiid talking all this talk. And balking all this box. So I, I, I don't – I kind of wanted to say it's Tobias just to be a dick, but obviously it's still Embiid. But if this trend continues, I don't know what the Sixers are going to do. Because yeah, Tobias is not the big dog. If he's your big dog in the team, you got issues. That's a problem. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, Korkmaz is the big big dog yeah, uh, on yeah, the Sixers. Yeah. Uh, let's get that out of the way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously a product of Joel Embiid just really struggling to start the season. Uh, you know, he's not doing – horribly but not playing up to his standards um and yeah i think tobias so far has been more important to them in, in keeping them afloat here because yeah. 
um, yeah, to, to have him up pretty much at 20 points a game. Like you never know really what you're going to get from Tobias. He's kind of one of those uh, players you kind of live by and die by. He's been traded so many times, uh, you know, teams seem to like him for a bit and then say, uh, you know, it's, it's not really worth having him on the team. Like, even though he's a skilled player, like he's got a lot of weaknesses, but I think so far this year, he's been playing super well. It's not and, you, uh, Tobias. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, he's, he's, um, he's shooting the ball pretty well. He, he, he could be shooting better from three. Um, but uh, you know, he's, he's uh, picking up all that perimeter scoring slack because the yeah, Sixers yeah. really have no one else that can do that. Seth Curry's, you know, a good shooter and Maxie's coming along and they have Milton and uh, you know, a few other guys, but yeah. they're missing, you know, the elephant in the room, obviously, you know, Ben Simmons and, no one they, they they've not recouped any of his value because uh, obviously they haven't traded yeah. him so you know it, I, I think Embiid's kind of struggling uh, it's very been very easy to game plan uh, against him uh, so far this year and uh, he's looked like he often does not quite in tip-top yeah. Yeah. shape uh, hopefully he can play his way into it but uh, yeah you, you, you're right in saying it's still obviously Embiid who, who's the big dog but you know uh, Tobias Harris it might be kind of a 1a yeah. 1b situation so far this year he's uh, He's been, I, yeah, like I said, I think probably more important on the whole yeah. than, than Embiid so far. And it's been crazy because, uh, you know, again, Simmons not much of a score or anything. And, again, we thought maybe with the spacing of the floor, uh, you know, these, especially with these two, we'd see an increase in numbers. That's Yeah, kind of, well, exactly. Embiid would, you know, still be around that 30-point-per-game mark. Yeah. And here we are. Ben Simmons was the glue that held them all together. Or yeah, maybe who would have thought? Locker room distraction that they're just not even able to, to, to get anything going at this point. But I don't know. Yeah. Philly's got their hands full. They're still uh, doing all right on the basketball court, but uh, it's definitely uh, for all our listeners out there. Keep an eye on uh, the the dynamic between uh, the the big dogs, Harris and Embiid. There. Uh, yeah. Lastly, uh, I want to I want to touch on this one. It's kind of a funny one. We brought him up before, and this is I think that's consecutive podcast. We're going to be talking about the Sacramento Kings, but who is the big all dog right. between Harrison Barnes and De'Aaron Fox? Come on, because- there's only one right answer. It's got to be Harrison Barnes. Yeah, baby. Uh, I mean, obviously, De'Aaron Fox is averaging just under seven assists, five more than uh, than Barnes. But Barnes is also averaging ten boards. He's averaging two yeah. more rebounds than Joel Embiid, <laughs> which yeah. Uh, yeah. sounds crazy. Insane. But twenty-five and ten, and fifty-two percent from deep. Might I also add? Yep, yep, yep. Harrison Barnes is like this is not going to stay. I don't. There's no way. Don't he's say that. Stay. You don't know. Or else, then we're going to see Harrison Barnes win the MVP this year. Yeah, it would be hilarious. I love that. He's the MVP so far. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's pretty crazy. Well, he already had his MVP moment, you know, hitting that uh, that fadeaway buzzer beater against the Sun. Yeah, Uh, he's got the narrative behind him. He's he's doing it. Let's push it. Let's push it. Let's push it. Uh, But yeah, it's this once again. It's similar to the Embiid and Harris take, but uh, again. Fox is definitely the cornerstone player. He's the one that they're going to keep around, and he still going has the ball in his hands most of the time. But Harrison Barnes is finally kind of hitting his stride and finally, you know, learning how to use his body to the best of his abilities. Because since yep. he got traded there from Dallas, you know, Dallas had big expectations for him when they got him from the Warriors, uh, and yep. he never, you know, he floated around eighteen to nineteen points per game. Always a good scorer. Couldn't really do a ton else. He wasn't consistent. But now we're seeing him rattle off these consistent, like, 20-point-per-game nights. And it's, yeah. it's kind of insane because I, I, and there hasn't really been any huge changes with, uh, you know, even personnel on the, uh, on the Kings. Like, they didn't yeah. sign anyone or do anything that's going to make him that much better. 
Uh, I think De'Aaron Fox makes him a lot better. And Tyrese Halliburton yeah. as an extension because, you know, they're great playmakers and they're able to, you know, get him set up for great shots. But yeah. I, I just, yeah, I find it insane that right now in 2021, almost 2022, Jordan, uh, we're talking to we're, we're talking about uh, Harrison Barnes being a number one guy on uh, on a team that's actually winning. Well, yeah, I mean, you you compared it to the uh, Philly situation, but it's it's also similar to the the Bulls situation we talked about, yep. where you have Barnes, who's kind of you know obviously not the at the level of uh, player that Deer and Fox is, just like DeRozan isn't you know there uh, in comparison to Levine these days, but. It's the same type of situation where De'Aaron Fox, another guy who has never really been part of a true winning culture, mm-hmm. he's never made the playoffs. Um, and I mean, lest he we plays for-, for the Kings. <laughs> and you know, lest we forget, Harrison Barnes is on the was on the uh, was a starter on the best uh, team of all time, the best regular season team of all time. He was yeah. he was the Kevin Durant piece before Kevin Durant got to Golden State. Yeah. Um, and was you know has a lot of playoff experience, and you know. Did, is is a guy who i think is kind of slept on in terms of uh you know the veterans we talk about in this league who can be really real difference makers and yep he's he's come in this this season in sacramento with you know a very clearly defined role uh as you know the the starting uh, small forward there yeah um, and a guy who can you know especially with uh, they, they've been the the kings have been using buddy healed a lot off the bench uh, as kind of like that, that guy they bring in um you know, uh, as the game goes on to, to, you know, heal is obviously a hell of a shooter, but the, the main perimeter scoring responsibility is on Harrison Barnes. And you make a good point that Fox and Halliburton are finding him all over the place. And a hundred percent, he's the big dog on this team, kind of bringing these young guys along too. You know, there's obviously when you're, when you're a young developing team, you want as many young kind of prospects as you can get. But we've yeah. talked about this a little bit before, like when you do have even just one veteran guy who can, uh, you know, actually deserves to be playing big minutes. He can really help a team kind of sure. develop uh, and help them actually win games, which will, you know, increase these guys' confidence level, get them more experience. So he's, uh, he's been a big part of the, the King's success. I, I don't think they'd be nearly, uh, you know, where they are actually starting the season on a positive note uh, without him. Well, man, and this is just, you know, just something to think about. Maybe it's one of the, uh, I'm just a nostalgic guy, but it's crazy to think. It's almost been eight years, eight seasons since Harrison Barnes was on the Warriors. That's that's crazy. That that's feels insane. like yesterday. He was this young pup just strolling in, just uh, you know, maybe he could be good. Remember he uh, had that. He had that insane dunk, I think, on um, like Pekovic. Oh, yeah, yeah. That guy yeah. on the uh, who used to play on the uh, the Timberwolves. He like got up. It put. It, it was like a forearm like jam over this guy. It was like pretty, pretty much seven footer. That was that was insane. I remember. Yeah. That was a, a big Harrison Barnes moment. It's it's crazy to see uh, how, how his career has gone and just how much time has gone. And we're still here talking about basketball together. Uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, but, I mean, you know, shout out to Harrison Barnes, for, you know, really finding his spot, finding his footing in the league. And, yeah, uh, yeah I'm really happy to see the guys start to work into that big dog uh, status. Yeah, love it. Love to see it. Uh, and Jordan, now we're going to test you to see if you can make big dog status. Uh, I'm going to rattle off. You know, everyone knows, everyone knows who's the big dog. Hey, well, you know what? Uh, again, props to Jordan. He really stumped me in my basketball knowledge. If you guys haven't uh, listened to our Monday pod from last week, go check it out. Uh, I, 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 I got tested. I got pushed to the limits. Uh, I did okay, but I was shooting below 50%. Uh, and that's not going to cut it on this team. Uh, oh. so I, I need to try and, you know, show I'm not just the only dummy on this podcast. Uh, I'm going to try and stump legal with a couple of these ones. Uh, some of these are totally random. 
Uh, I think some of these might be easy. Some of these you might have no idea. I know one like there's no chance. Uh, but Jordan, are you, are you ready? To go I like ahead? a challenge. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. There okay. So we're we're gonna start this one off. Uh, give you a little lob. It's not too crazy, uh, and I'll give you the chance for a bonus point on this one. Uh, All right. So we, uh, you know, we're, we're looking right now, every single team, uh, I believe, has lost a game now. I believe that there's no more undefeated teams left. Uh, yeah, but no. there have been some, uh, some lofty uh, and lengthy win streaks to start a year. So what is the longest unbeaten streak ever to start an NBA season? And I'll give you a bonus point if you can give me the team, the year, or uh, how many games. So wait, what, what do I get the baseline point? Or I for? guess, Just I guess the baseline is how we'll say how many, uh, how many games. Yeah. Oh my God. Again, my brain not working today, folks, but I'm holding it down. I'm trying, but yeah. And then bonus points for the year and the team. Okay. My you initial, want, sorry. And my initial thought is that it's the, it's the 73 and nine warriors. Um, but, but well, I'm not, I'm not, that's not my answer. Hold on. Oh my gosh. Cause they started off. I remember them starting off the year on a pretty big win. Like they didn't lose until pretty far into the season, but. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm going to go with my gut here. Was it the uh, 72 and 10 bulls? No, nope, you had it right Fuck. the first time, man. Oh, so you gotta be kidding me. Warriors. Do you know, do you know how wait, many, wait, can I say the games? Okay. Yeah. I, I think it was. Okay. I'm, Gonna go with my gut here again. Was it nineteen? Close, close. You were off by what a little bit. Twenty-four and oh, oh that year. That was my first shot. That was my first thought. I'm not even kidding. Uh, you might not believe me, but I was like twenty-four rings about. But I thought that was like the record <laughs> overall for like uh, uh, win streak. The longest win streak like ever: thirty-three games held by the Showtime Lakers. Oh damn! Okay, and then but the, it was it was cl- the Heat were close. One of the one of the Heat yep. years they went on a crazy so. long. I think they got to like twenty seven or something. I forget. But and then I the Bulls the, the wound Warriors, up them. The Warriors also had another win streak aside oh, yeah. from twenty four game once that was like around almost thirty as well. Uh, so yeah, twenty four and zero best start in NBA history on damn that, it, that man. season team. But that you know that makes I got it. I yeah, I I can't. Uh, I can't second guess myself anymore. See, I second guess myself. I was like, that one, that one's that one's too obvious. Okay. So this Trust one, yourself, this, this one, you could you could get uh, pretty easily uh, if you've been tapped into you know NBA uh, alumni and uh, what they're doing uh, outside of uh, their their basketball oh, playing days. Uh, a certain uh, a former NBA champion actually uh, has appeared on uh, Dancing with the Stars and has been taking the world by storm. Actually, got a perfect forty out of forty. Uh, be who do you, who, who's the dancing who's the dancer on the start right? i have no idea and i don't wow. understand he's how good, i haven't man. heard he's about fantastic this. he's a fantastic dancer you got to check it out after this he, he was amazing uh i'll give you uh, i'll give you some stats or something just give you a little bit of a hint on uh, who this player is he's he's i don't know if he's actually officially retired um but he's not on a team i can tell you that much uh he kind of bounced around the last few years uh and again he was an nba champion uh would you like would, uh, would you like me to tell you the year he was an nba champion yes please 2016 that's it. okay over the course of his career he spent time with the knicks the Cavs, the kings the rockets and the nets in that order too oh my fuck 
He also moonlights as a rapper, if you didn't know. He's got some bars. Oh, uh, 2016. The So he was on the Cavs. Oh, no. Um, oh, my God. I can't think of who it could possibly be. And I don't under- – wait. Okay, I'm just going to – No, I, this isn't it. It's not Kyle Korver, is it? No, but that would have been a good one. Iman Jumper. No, I- oh, my God. You got to check him out, man. He's great. He's got some moves. He looks well, like – he still he – mar- he's, he's married to a dancer, too. Like, I've, I, I think, unless they've since oh. split up. That's a competitive uh, advantage he's got. Yeah, yeah. Okay, shit. Okay, yeah. I didn't even think of Iman Shumpert. Shout out Iman Shumpert. He was good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really underrated player. Again, I, I remember... Uh, I don't thinking. know how I... I don't understand how I haven't heard about this. This Dancing no, with the Stars. I yeah, feel like I would have seen like, it. He's like the... He's like he's leading the, the show, I think, right now. He's one of the best guys. Uh, Damn, okay. Yeah, I, okay, I, I gotta I check watching, it out. I remember watching Iman Shumpert uh, like, as like a rookie or sophomore years in the Knicks with like J.R. Smith was there as well and Mello. I'm like, wow, Iman Shumpert's gonna be a superstar one day. Wasn't yeah, quite yeah. right on that. No, I mean, he was athletic and kind of shot threes. So I was like, fuck, yeah. this guy's cool. This, and he had the cool, he had the box top fade. That was yeah, yeah. Dude. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Amon Shumper, man. He's definitely a big dog. He's an OG. Uh, and stupid me, I don't think Corver was on that 2016 team anyway, so. That one? No, I think he was on the 2017. Or yeah, maybe yeah, so. Lost. Yeah, he, he was, yeah, he got picked up later uh, anyway okay okay i gotta pick it up here i gotta, pick I gotta it up really uh, i gotta really clear my throat for this one so yeah you struggled with the nba player in the media on that one here's another nba player uh in the media uh streams here uh i'm gonna i'm gonna rap to you a bar from this nba player and i would like you to tell me whose verse this is okay <laughs> your love's a sword slicing gently <laughs> through my body burns so sweet blood boils when you speak makes me weak but i refuse to weep Yet when I sleep, I feel tears trickling down my cheek. Stay strong. Pride telling me, move on. My heart's fighting me, forcing me to hold on. Yours forever fell for you beyond measure. Pure as ever. Something of treasure? What the hell? I'm reading the lyrics. Like, I don't actually have bars like that. But the, the end gets a little messed up. But, uh, yeah. Do you know whose bar that is, man? The, is, that the, Lil- is that Lillard? You you would think, man. Dame Dahl is a real, uh, real, real rapper. I'm going to give you one more guess. He's an NBA legend. One of the best players of all time. And the, and the song he's on is called Hold Me by Brian McKnight. Came out mid-2000s, I think. See, you, you, you know how to get me with these NBA-adjacent things that I don't always pay attention to. Fuck. Well, okay. I'm going to go with my gut here. Is it Shaq? No, but Shaq Fu is one of like the most successful and like uh, professional athlete uh, out, like hip-hop albums ever. If not, yeah, yeah, no, Shaq, Shaq, Shaq had some bars himself too, but who is it? I'm, the the MC, it? the MC who, uh, your love's a sword slicing gently through my body. Yes. Kobe Bean Bryant. What? Yeah, Where man. Where's this Kobe, from? Kobe's got some bars, man. It's, it's, it was a song. It's not even that bad of a song, but yeah, it's so funny. Like the video, he's so awkward. He doesn't like a mod. It's like my blood boils when you speak. Makes uh, <laughs> it's so good. I should have, I should have known me like, intensity of the lyrics it can only be kobe like oh yeah yeah uh, he, feels, wow. he, he plays intensely and he feels intensely uh wow. so this, kobe. this next one you know we're talking about the sacramento kings a lot we're talking about the big dogs and you kind of gave me uh uh but you had asked me something last uh last uh, podcast on the monday for the trivia that kind of made me think of this one uh so yeah the sacramento kings haven't made the playoffs in quite a long time uh haven't had yeah. a lot of winning success at all or winning culture when was the last time the kings had a winning season 
God. Okay, I'm 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 just gonna guess here. Two thousand four. Two thousand and six. Very. Oh funny. come on! And I believe they won forty four games. Uh, I believe that's yeah. Correct. I don't think that it wasn't much. Their second leading scorer. Meta World Peace. Did you know he played uh, for the Kings and he wore ninety three? But but he was still run our test though at that point. Yes, he would have been run yeah, our okay. test. Okay, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know I, that. I didn't know. I honestly, maybe that would have been. I forgot. So well, I wonder if that's where he was traded because that would have been close after the suspension, after the malice at the palace, mm-hmm. uh, and then he was traded somewhere. Shit, yeah. And then it was kind of after that, it was kind of like my memory of where he played is. Totally blurry until he got to the Lakers. Honestly, I don't yeah. even know like where he was. So that's crazy. He played for the Kings. Yeah, it was a forty-four and thirty-eight season. A really weird team. Sharif Abdul Rahim was on that team. Mike Bibby's the leading scorer. Kevin Martin, there, yeah, a young Kevin Martin. Oh yeah, Kmart. The goat, Brad Miller. Brad Miller. Yeah. Oh so, uh, yeah, a very interesting team, and that's, that's just a good team. Pajo, I think, was on that team as well. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that that was kind of on that come down. But come on, man, we're zero and four. That one was another yeah, tough one. one. And this is the thing that's really sad, man, because this is the one I know there's no chance. I'm getting this one. Are you Are you kidding me? I'm getting it. So uh, I believe it was – Don't play with me. The year is 1949, Jordan. And, oh, you've uh, got to be kidding me, <laughs> And uh, the, there's a certain player uh, by the name of uh, Jumpin' Joe Folks decides to debut a brand-new basketball maneuver, never before seen. The crowd waits. He gets the ball. He performs the very first ever jump shot. Wow. Jumpin' Joe. I've never heard of this guy. You think that we should know his name. Right? Wait, hold on. Did you just give me that? You didn't even give me a chance to guess? No, no. I want you to tell me in this okay, game. Okay, 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 okay. In this game, the very first time that the jump shot was ever used, how many points did he score? And to let I you know. To, I have to get this. No, and to let you know, this was at that, when this happened at that, at that point in time, this was the all-time most points scored in a single game. It would still be a lot of points now. Like oh, a lot. Okay. Okay. And he did it with no three-point line. Jumping Joe Folks. 48. Lock it in. 63 oh, points. Oh, Jumping Joe gets buckets, oh, baby. Oh, my God. Jumping Joe, he hits it from anywhere. Stephen Curry wishes, man. 63 63 points first jump shot ever people were probably like what the hell is he doing <laughs> yeah i want to get a i want to get footage i wonder what it fucking looked like yeah, uh, hoop, get a hoop mixtape going for him jumping yeah, yeah sweet yeah. nickname too uh <laughs> but yeah jordan not your finest performance i did give now, you a couple really tough ones uh i had a couple yeah, but it's games. okay i gave you tough ones too I, yeah i'm not mad uh, i was hoping I'm that mad I, myself I, I thought you might have known more of the media ones. I, I mean, the Kobe verse. I should I, have. I don't know why. I only know this one. I don't know if anyone else, you know, listening. Uh, I believe it's RTMBA, uh, which has been such a good, like, NBA, like, uh, social media page for a long time, especially on Twitter. I can't remember what day it was of the week. He used to share the video of Kobe's rap, like, every other day. I don't know. I don't remember why he did it but he used to share it all the time. So it was in my head. I'm like, I wonder if Jordan knows this one, but yeah, I love that bar. Uh, I, I, yeah, Jordan, have known it. I mean, no one's, a, 
not many people bigger Kobe fans than me. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm not up on that. But you know oh, what? Next go. next time I'm gonna get I'm gonna go five for five. Mark my words. Hey, you got uh, now you got some stuff to go uh, back and watch before you go out uh, for another Halloween uh, photo shoot or whatever you're going to do. Uh, I'm gonna give candy to kids. Thank crazy, you, Matt. Your crazy life. You're gonna give candy to kids. You know, I'm 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 so upset though You're because lucky it's I, on Halloween this time, man. <laughs> I literally thought to myself, it was the Warriors, 24 games, and I I'm not gonna get any credit for it. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I don't expect anyone to believe me, but mark my mark my words. I thought that, and then I second guessed. Well, and then I well, you can spend the rest of your day. Uh, you can listen to Kobe rap, watch him on yep. Shumpert dance, and then you can uh, end it all off by watching Jumpin' Joe drop 63. Uh, I I would love to. Incredible. So, Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to another instant classic episode of my of a Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, I've been Matt Eichhorn here with Jordan Flegel. Again, follow us on all social medias at Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, feel free to rate us five stars if you think we've earned it. If you don't, uh, keep your opinion to yourself. Um, but, yeah, it, 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 we're, we're always coming at you guys with new heat every Monday and Friday. Uh, and, again, feel free to contact us. We want to hear your takes. We want to get you guys uh, as much a part of the show as we are. Uh, so, yeah, don't, don't be shy. We want to hear what you have to say. And uh, as my friend Jordan always says. Uh, yeah, I, well, you'll remember this because I said it almost every day at school. Um, Matt, stop so, putting me in that locker. Well, not that. That was in the morning. Then I, in the afternoons, I would say, don't be mean. Don't be mean. Remember that? What? That was kind of related to the first thing. That you, were, yeah. you, were, you, know, you know, bully me. You know, one time, you know, I'll never forget this. But I, I wonder if you remember this. That was my bully. He came into school with a rather embarrassing uh, pimple on the front of my nose. <laughs> Matt, because uh, I'm trying to see if you look anyone in the eye, Matt starts singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I was loud. <laughs> no, I don't and, uh, remember this. Everyone, everyone <laughs> turns their head, looks at me, and I thought, wow, okay. I guess that's not really my friend, more of my, uh, you know, some sort of, some sort of creepy, weird, really mean bully that I uh, somehow um, was being around. So, I don't know, you know, I won't be you mean were mean back then, but yeah, I will be, be mean. mean. Don't be mean. I will be mean. Pretty easy thing to remember. I will be mean. I don't believe you.